There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. It's April 4th. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, we are just jam-packed with soccer. Um, the last game, the game tomorrow, and then the game this weekend uh, to help us navigate the uh, the turbid waters of San Diego soccer. It's our producer, John Cross. John, how are you doing, sir? I am doing great tonight. I'm very excited about our Open Cup match tomorrow, especially with all the other games going today. So I'm looking yes. forward to hitting the sports deck. Yes. And um, joining us, speaking of sports decks, um, our guest tonight is uh, Locals member 123, Mark Lynn Retzler, um, also joining a the podcast, the Bum TV Cinematic Universe. Mark Lynn, what's up? How's it going? Great to be here. Stoked for tomorrow night. Get out and make some noise at the sports deck. So I know we all want to talk about uh, the match, uh, the Open Cup match. Um, We do have a little bit of business to handle before we can talk about that uh, incredible venue at the top of the parking garage. We are going to talk about the rising of of Phoenix Uh, Saturday in the desert. Um, behind enemy lines, we witnessed it wasn't um, what we wanted, but it was better than what we deserved. <laughs> and I think um, given the sequence of the goals scored, I would take I would take that sequence over the alternative. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the game Saturday? It was a draw, uh, a 2-2 Loyal and, and Phoenix, and, and if anybody didn't know. I, I thought Phoenix had a pretty good game plan against us. It was the game I was worried about the most about this two-game road trip. Just with their home opener and everything, we had just beaten them. Uh, and I thought they played pretty well you know, uh, against us and held us. But then after that second goal, they they changed what they were doing. They allowed us to open up the game and they cannot stay with us when the game gets wide open like that. And I think it showed we got the two goals quickly in those eight minutes as soon as that game turned around and became a a quick wide open game. But when they were, you know, when they were keeping us, like keeping staying behind the ball and, and cutting out those interior passing lanes and just trying to keep us wide, they, they were doing well. But they they seem to get overconfident, and uh, which I was happy about because I was getting very frustrated watching what was going on with the with the the tactics and how we were having trouble breaking them down. But as soon as they allowed it to get wide open, we just we just cut right through them. I have I have a, a caveat on that. I, I want to come back to the Markland. What, what were your impressions? 
Yeah, I, I was going to be almost the opposite take of John there and feeling like we changed our tactics. I, w- I was feeling like the second half we came out, whether it was at the start of the second half or like partway through, we it felt like we were bringing a more wide open game to it. So whether it was they changed their tactics and we brought it or um, we we came more a little more wide open um, and more fast attacking that seemed to really work in our favor. Um, you know, it, and I love the comeback seeing us not being the ones giving up late goals and losing a lead, um, felt like we definitely had an opportunity to take the full three points before the end there. Um, had some opportunities, would have loved to see that happen. But walking away from a point, especially being down 2-0 at the half, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I think I want to come back to it when we're talking about um, controlling that middle. Uh, we're really feeling the absence of, of Charlie Adams, and this is two games in a Agreed. row without Charlie on the field. And I don't want to speculate uh, as to why he might not be there, but – Clearly, if he was fit to be there, he'd be there. So um, I think that, you know, sometimes, and especially I think with midfielders, um, you kind of don't appreciate them until they're gone. (laughs) And then you notice that your team doesn't look quite look the same. And you're like, man, what's going on? Why, Why can't we put it together? And then it's like, oh, yeah, the guy that really kind of puts things together a lot of the time uh, isn't isn't out there? Then that's not to take away from our, our other mids. Obviously, we have um, obviously we have we're very deep in the midfield this this year, and that's probably uh, what has lifted us through these these difficult. You know, you know the the loss in Sacramento, uh, which turned out to maybe not be that bad of a loss, considering they beat Louisville five nil and ours was one nil. So, you know take take what you want out of that but um it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on eye on and i hope he is back on the field soon i uh you know it's funny i was there i actually went to phoenix um but i didn't really watch the game <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> that's why I, i'm interested to hear y'all, what y'all think about it because we were uh you know otherwise engaged in in trying to be loud and um you know i do i do i mean i do and i don't feel bad for like the phoenix fans that like sit in front of where the club puts us um a lot of like uh people turning around and looks and which you know we we kind of take as encouragement to be louder um whenever people are looking annoyed or whatever but uh the the sequence of of the goals um because of where they put the visiting supporters some the opposite end of the field to where we were attacking uh, in that second half. And so from our vantage point, it just looks like a a cluster of players in front of the goal. And then all of a sudden they're celebrating. So it's like, Hey, I guess we scored. What a, what a goal, which nobody saw. Um, But on the replay, um, it's just incredible. The motor, on Ronaldo D- Damas, um, if you saw his goal, it was the second goal scored. He shot; it was saved. It ended up on 
uh, it ended up near the feet of another player. And instead of like, like I, I see this with kids all the time, they'll, they'll ball watch and they'll wait for the other teammate to, to, to hit, to strike the ball. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, he's, he's going, I mean, he slid and he, he got his, his foot on that ball. Um, whereas the other player was kind of not moving <laughs> and it, it, it was uh, the difference there, right. It just kind of shows like how effective you can be if you, you'd never stop. Yeah, that was great. They like his effort on that and seeing there were a couple flashes there where he, he really, um, he looked dangerous a lot. And that one in particular was great seeing his burst there to get open for that initial shot. And then how he got in the mix and kind of stuck it in a place where it's going to bounce around and go in. Yeah. I know you said you wanted to hear from us cause you were busy with the game, but I want to hear from you a little bit. What was the <laughs> away trip like the whole experience? Yeah. The fan Especially experience. For those people the away- who, who don't go or haven't been yet to an away days. So this was really, uh, I don't have, it was my first time in Phoenix. So I did not experience their Chandler stadium, which I mean, it's the same stadium. They took it down, moved it to the airport and rebuilt it. Right. So uh, the location is, is pretty good. Um, it's right on the North side of the airport and uh, it's within walking distance of a few hotels. Ours was the closest um, you literally just had to cross the street, cut through a community college campus, and you're at the stadium. So that was very convenient for us. And, uh, you know, we went to a uh, uh, some Phoenix brewery to watch the uh, San Diego State game. That was a lot of fun. We kind of took it over with our oh, – there's about a dozen people, I guess, that we had um, – and it was a lot of fun after the the San Diego State game. Going to the, the Loyal match was just kind of like the, the dessert for a great kind of sports day. And um, the stadium, you know, we really are kind of – maybe we take it for granted. We like to complain about Torero. It's not Snapdragon. It's not this or that. But – and, you know, the, the, the concession lines can get long. But in Phoenix, oh, my, it's it's a nightmare. It's like, um, I mean, the concessions are just your bottom rung D tier level concessions, hot dogs and stuff. And the, there's only a few stands and the lines are like 20 minutes long. Um, it, it's very it's not as convenient. Uh, there's not as many options, obviously, where we have these food trucks and these you know, very specific uh food options um and then multiple locations to get your your beer and stuff we have the the lemonade which is awesome uh it's it's not like that in 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 phoenix um but the location is is all right it seemed like you had quite a few people there we have uh this photo that was shared in discord it's a pretty decent turnout oh yeah yeah it was uh uh we, we were loud and you know uh, having the, the equalizing goal, um, that was probably, you know, it wasn't the same as last year when Guido got that game winner, but, um, given like how, how much, uh, it, it was good to like suck the air out of their, their stadium and spoil their, their home opener. 
you know, over over um, the the three games, right? So we had we had Phoenix, we had Sacramento, and we had Phoenix again, and um, it's four points, um, all all four points off of Phoenix. So two games, four points. That's not too bad. You don't have to be too too mad about it. Um, and we don't have to see them again for the rest of the year, which is the best part of this whole thing um, that we don't have to think about or talk about or pay any attention to the uh, desert to our East. How was the experience with the Phoenix fans? Oh, it was very interesting because the people in front of us, uh, they weren't happy about it, which was very encouraging to you know be louder. Um, somebody said they went and complained to security. I didn't see that. But um, there were some like teenagers like wearing like rising stuff that came into our section and we're just doing our chance and, and cheering for loyal. It was, you know, how teenagers will just <laughs> teenagers will just do stuff. You know, they were having uh, they were having a blast with us and it was it was it was fine. Um, some fans, I feel like they kind of appreciate that we make the effort to come out and, you know, there's one drum and then we chant the whole game just like it's 109 and i think some fans kind of appreciate that kind of enthusiasm because there were people that you know they're rising fans but they're like fist bumping us on the way out you know they're leaving early because you know <laughs> they're leaving early <laughs> so yeah it was uh it wasn't as bad you know we're far from the their supporter group um and i don't think we saw or interacted with them at all it was very non nothing non no big deal at all all right as we kind of close this up about talking about phoenix i i wanted to remind everybody that max and dylan are doing a bums breakdown so a recap of the phoenix game and a preview of the tulsa game coming up i know they recorded earlier this evening so look for that coming out probably on thursday possibly tomorrow but i'm guessing with the open cup match probably not going to come out tomorrow probably be out on thursday so keep an eye out for that before the uh, tulsa match is this our uh gateway to pivot to this match tomorrow i think um mark sure. you already mentioned um what's going on we've got the um san diego loyal matching up with the the albions of san diego or uh i think that's what they're called that's the not the youth team. This is the professional branch of Albion, formerly known as uh, 1901, two, four, four, four. You know, four. <laughs> um, 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 yeah, now they're Albion. Albion bought them, and um, they play in the uh, the the NISA, the NISA, which is. Um, a league in the third division. I think Detroit made a stop there on their way up from, uh, from their youth league that they came from. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because these lower division teams, you know, they sound like the players on these teams can't play. Like they, these are like professional soccer players and if you don't, if you don't watch out, like they can, they can beat you and they can beat a USL team. We, we saw USL teams beat MLS teams 
And I think the separation of talent is not as significant, maybe, um, especially this team. I think there's we all know there's a lot of talent in San Diego. Um, are either of you nervous about Albion tomorrow? I'll jump in Always. here. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Um, last year, I felt like we almost underplayed them early in the game, and they stuck around with us. They were in it longer than I was comfortable with. And we, we got we took care of business, and we managed to do what we needed to do. But I would love for us to come out guns blazing tomorrow and, like, create some separation early. So, yes, nervous and optimistic at the same time. I think the hard part about all these open cup matches is as much as everybody wants to take it seriously, and I think that the club does, it's also an opportunity for those players who don't play very often to get some minutes. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we have a keeper change and we see some of our younger players, you know, some of our academy players possibly I, playing. I a was bit. told by a club insider, um, and this is all speculative, even on their part, but. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance that we see Jern Furee, the um, US U17 starting goalkeeper um, in the net tomorrow, which I think will be uh, a lot of fun for him. It's just, I think that would be his first like significant playing time with the first team. Um, we'll probably see some other academy or players who, you know, spend more time on the bench you know, in, in, in reserve roles. Um, but then again, I think we did that last year and we had to bring on some, we had to bring on Guido there at the end to make sure like, okay, let's make sure we take care of business. Right. And I think that's always the hard part about, especially these early round open cup matches. It is one of the few times to get some of your younger, younger players, significant minutes to play in, in a match where they should still do well. We, on paper, we should beat Albion, but Albion's going to like, this is your, if you're a, if you're the lower level of the team you're playing, it's your chance to make that cup set, you know? So it, it's like a Derby match. It, it doesn't matter how good mm -hmm. one team is versus another team for that team. That's in the lower league. It's like when we play an MLS team, it's your chance to make your mark. And yeah, we're going to get their best shot for we're, sure. We're going to get their best. Yeah. And so, yeah, it they, always makes they me do nervous. have a new coach. I don't know if I talked about Coach Diego Gomez on on the pod before, but I actually know Coach Diego. He used to coach at uh, one of the other youth clubs in town before uh, going on to to Queensboro in New York, where he coached their youth. I think it was a U nineteen team um, to like two national finals in in that USL league, the the youth league. Um, so he's a coach and, and even before that, um, at the youth level, you know, he took a bunch of kids and went and won state cup. So, um, this guy wins. <laughs> so, um, I, I would never, I would never, uh, count, count him out. He's, I'm sure he's going to, I haven't talked to him in a, in a while, but I'm sure he's going to have a, a plan of attack for, for tomorrow. I'm excited to see, you know, not just what they do in, in this match, which hopefully is, is lose, but you know, overall, I do wish them well, and I wish them success in 
in their the NISA league. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, how about the hashtag Stay Classico? <laughs> That's been, I think the team put that out. <laughs> oh. oh man, that, that was the Darby name. Gosh, that, that was I've thrown gotta, out last year. I know a lot of people have thrown out different names. We'll, we'll see what actually that a little bit. Sticks. Like, like watch a different movie. Like, <laughs> find another movie. Like, there. That was what two thousand four. Like, okay, it's like going around and like you know going around. Oh, my wife. Like, yeah, that was a funny movie twenty years ago. Let's 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 progress. Let's move on. Let's. <laughs> Let's find another another thing. Although, yes, it is a, a funny movie. Um, let's talk a little bit of logistics for the Open Cup match because I think people are going to have questions. They may wonder what's happening. What are we going to do? Are we meeting up beforehand? Uh, John, what do you know about our pregame plans? Well, first thing in general, if you are a season ticket member, you should have received an email today. So if you haven't seen it yet, check your email or today being Tuesday that we're recording. Check my email real quick. So check your email and uh, there's all kinds of information about public transit and parking and parking information and doing the, um, the app, you know, to, to reserve your space. There should be kiosks also in the structure that's underneath the field. So for those who are not familiar with the sports deck at San Diego state there, the field is on top of a parking structure. So you park underneath where they play. So all those logistics from the team and ticket side uh, have been sent out in the email. There's also a ton of exchanges happening in Discord right now in the ticket exchange. If you're looking, if you can't go and you're looking to get rid of a ticket or you're trying to pick up extra tickets. So if you're on Discord, get in there and look at the ticket exchange. As far as the match, I know Nick was looking for a few people to help out to show up around five with banners and things. We won't have our full compliments like we do at 109, but we'll have a few things there. If we don't have an official pregame, but kind of the unofficial is at Eureka, I'll so, be there. Yeah. Um, are you going to be there as well? I, I, I'm going to try to get there. So I uh, do have the option to work on campus should I choose not to work from home. So... I can be on campus and uh, plan on trying to, you know, do as much as I can. Um, so if you're unfamiliar or semi-familiar uh, with the, the layout, um, yeah, like John said, it's parking structure, fields on top, park underneath. Uh, directly across the street from the parking structure, you'll see Viejas. That's the basketball arena where the finalists San Diego State. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but uh, San Diego's basketball <laughs> team was actually in the finals for the college basketball championship yesterday. Um, I can't remember what happened, but right across the street, you've got Viejas, and then there's like a large walkway with a couple of bike lanes. You just follow that thing all the way down. It's going to take you to the transit center, which is where the, uh, the trolley station is, and uh, the bus stop and Eureka is literally right in that transit center. So it's about a five-minute walk from the sports deck. Very convenient, very easy to get in and out of if you're taking public transportation. There's uh, Even if you don't want to park on campus, you can hit park on the 70th Street. There's a parking ride there. You can ride the trolley to campus. There's a campus stop right there. 
um, a campus stop, a, a trolley station on campus right there. Uh, and then come up the stairs and boom, you're practically at Eureka already. And yeah, five minute walk from Eureka to the, to the match. I was talking with uh, Weston about this. Uh, looks like we're going to get to be behind the net on the sports deck. So the sports deck is not a, it's not a stadium. It is the top level of a parking structure. Uh, there's bleachers. And then behind the net, there's going to be, uh, I think we're going to be standing. There might be some bleachers back there, but um, yeah, we'll be uh, have our own area. There's going to be a beer vendor behind our section, I think for us. So yeah. it should be a, uh, a it's not going to be Torero, but it's going to be a, a good, I think, uh, soccer watching experience for those who choose to come out. Yeah, there will not be an official march either from Eureka. So for those who are meeting at Eureka, we'll meet over there beforehand. I know there's quite a few in Discord that said they were going over there as well. So there'll be quite a few people meeting at Eureka and then walking over to the match. Um, and then we're just meeting up at the match. And if you do want a seat, if there's anybody who doesn't, you know, maybe you're not the 109 regulars, but you're going to the game and you want a seat, get there early because seating is limited. And if they run out of seats, you're going to have to stand all match. Okay? There's going to be more people let in than there are seats. So plan accordingly for when you want to show up. Oh, and no, uh, no pyro. No, the same rules. Yeah, same, same rules same rules as, as uh, Torero. <laughs> um, I, I actually yeah. want to tag on to one thing since we're talking about San Diego State and um, – Andrew, you had mentioned about the final four. Did anybody see this picture here? It was shared in Discord. Anybody recognize the face in the middle? Oh, is that? <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. right. He lives in Texas now, right? Yeah, he's playing in Austin. So CJ Fodry was at the uh, final match there, and there's a picture that a lot of the Aztec students over there took. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, that's awesome. That was nice. I forget who shared that over in Discord, but so apparently was, uh... Uh, we were very well represented at the at the stadium. We are pivoting to basketball talk, so if you don't like <laughs> basketball, plug your ears. Um, apparently, there was a very healthy San Diego State fan contingent on TV. It it, it looked impressive and sounded and sounded good, um, but uh, from all accounts, we traveled very well for this match. Match game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so even uh, this is uh, I mentioned at the at the top of the show, um, and a lot of this stuff. If, if you're listening, uh, you know you're not watching live, but um, a lot of this stuff is also information is in Discord. If you're a locals member, paid or free member, you do get access to Discord. So you know we always encourage everybody. To check the Discord for information, uh, John already mentioned ticket swaps. There um, will be information about game day activities, pregame plans. All of that uh, is discussed in the Discord well before and after it happens on the podcast. So please check that out. And um, including information about this Saturday. This is such a packed week. We have another home match on Saturday. Now, this is not a regular type of Saturday match. John, what's different this week? Well, it's early for one. It's not a normal seven o'clock start time. We got a two o'clock start time and we're playing a team from the Eastern Conference instead of our normal Western Conference foes. 
How is Tulsa in the East? I think those teams that kind of fall down the middle, they got to got to balance the schedule. You got to be on one side or the other. But if they're living on Tulsa time, is that Eastern Standard yeah. Time? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. San Antonio is in the West. And San Antonio right. and them are very close. Uh, not close, but like longi- longitudinally. Longitudinally. Close. Yes. All right. Well, are we going to go ahead and talk about that game then? Let's do it. Let me right. plug one more thing on the Discord. Um, and Andrew, thanks for beating me to the Tulsa time joke there. And I was just sitting there. Oh, waiting. I wanted to play it on the podcast. I was going <laughs> um, with the Discord, also, you talked about going to Phoenix. If if you are anybody has interest in getting on an away day, there's always away day threads going. So it lets you connect with who's going, possibly work out some ride shares, get the info on where's the hotels and set up. And away days are amazing. I've done a handful and every time I'm always glad I do. Mark, when I have to ask you, are you, cause you went out to New Mexico last year, right? I did. Are you planning to hit New Mexico again this year? It's coming up pretty soon here, that away day. At this point, I am not planning on going, and I'm regretting it. So we'll see if that changes. All right. So 2 o'clock. Let me just say about these 2 o'clock games. It's, it's, man, it is some bullshit, man. I do not like 2 o'clock games. <laughs> the sun is right above us. There's no shade. Not happy. I'm not happy about it. Not happy about it when they're three o'clock on Sunday. I'm definitely not happy about two o'clock on a Saturday. They did not consult with me before scheduling this game. But had they done it, I would have said, no, let's do it at seven. Don't know what else is going on at that school. There's always stuff going on. People like to play baseball there a lot and park in our parking spots. I don't have any control over that. (laughs) But regardless, it's important to go. It's important to be there to support and, and be loud. And this is one of those teams um, that we are uh, only getting once this year. We, we're playing all the Western teams twice. We are playing all the Eastern teams only once. So this is it. Dylan Dylan says it makes the post game easier. Yes, I'm talking about the, the in-game People like me have to just slather on sunblock and, um, you know, deal with, with weather. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be this weekend, but... Warm. And sunny. Well, that's a good relief because it hasn't been that lately, so that'll be good. Do we know anything about Tulsa, Marklin? What do you know about Tulsa? Nothing. The only thing I know about them is that they beat us last year. And I'm not happy. I wasn't happy about it last year. I'm not happy about it now. So this is a revenge game. I really feel it because like Phoenix, like it's easy to hate them, you know, whoever people in our conference. But like Tulsa, I don't know anything about them. They're a mystery to me. I don't even know. Do they really play soccer? I guess. I think they play <laughs> on a baseball field, right? Um, I yes. think they they do, do. They do take the bases off of the field before they start kicking the ball. Um, now they saw Andrew Carlton debut for Loyal. Oh, what a treat for them. Um, you know, 
it will be good for them. I think. Um, I don't know if it if they ever get to play on real soccer fields. So at least you know they will get to come and play on a field that is, you know, purpose built for soccer and football. I guess um, there's no bases at Torero, so they might be a little discombobulated uh, getting their bearings. We're just going to take advantage of that. That will be our advantage, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a revenge game. We got to gas ourselves up to get the right amount of fuel to 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 really see them as the enemies they are. When they pull the bus in, they might come. They might accidentally go out the backside of the warm up the rooms there and go onto the baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, where's where's Wait, everybody? Well, where's everybody?" <laughs> Tulsa, the the soccer fields over here. That's the we that they only play baseball there. We don't play soccer on the baseball field. You know, we need to get a message into the team because they might need to clarify that with, uh, with Tulsa because that is a real concern. I think is them going to the wrong, the wrong field. Yeah. The, and um, I know John, you just threw this up on the screen. Uh, the team offering $5 tickets to San Diego state students and alumni. Are they checking your red ID? I don't think so. But hey, maybe they are. John, what do you know about this? Yeah, so in honor of um, obviously how SDSU did their basketball season, their men's team, and how they how far they went in the tournament, uh, they are offering the five dollar tickets for students and alumni. So if you're looking for extra tickets or you really wanted to bring someone to a game sometime, this might be a great opportunity to get a few extra tickets. Additionally, I don't have a graphic for it, but in one of the emails that came out very recently in the last couple of days, I'm, I'm forgetting which one, if it was today's or, or oh, earlier. John, you really are good at reading your emails because I haven't seen any of these and I know <laughs> I, I have them. Well, they also, in honor of all the San Diego sports teams and how well they have been doing, they are offering some premium seats at $20.23. So if you also wanted to... You know, maybe you sit in some of the. I, I don't know what are considered the premium seats. I don't know if those are the actual seat I think seats. Those, over those are in on 109, and you don't actually sit in them. That's the premium. Yeah. <laughs> those I, are the best seats. If you want to try in... those sometime <laughs> or pick up some extra tickets for 109, actually, I am going to be looking for some extra tickets in 109. I am bringing quite a few people with me to the game on Tulsa. So I'm going to be hitting up the Discord for some extra tickets or going to Weston and, and purchasing some extra ones for uh, the group I'm bringing. That's actually a really a really good deal, uh, both the $5 and the, the premium tickets because, uh, as Dylan points out, you get a chair back, which you don't get in the bleachers. So if you were looking for that luxurious soccer watching experience uh luxury being a, a hard plastic chair back 23 bucks that's not bad we also have a giveaway this week for the first 2000 oh, in fans. honor of the team that plays on the baseball field excellent yeah, again array baseball tee <laughs> it really they really put this one together they really knew what they were doing they, they thought about <laughs> it <laughs> Maybe was was Torero? Was that also a a, a dig at, at baseball fields, or was that just a typo? <laughs> if you did not see uh, the the team tweeted uh, some graphic out and ter spelled Torero with a, an extra e, so 
Torero State. And then they didn't <laughs> delete it, which was funny because they delete tweets all the time. <laughs> it would be great if we could get a lot of San Diego State students out, start them, get them catching the buzz of what it's like, what games are like at yes. at Torero. And uh, it, it's such a great environment for watching a soccer match. I think that is a bit contagious. I've heard from people who show up at their first game and really get the buzz. You know, I, I, want, I know we're talking about Tulsa, but I just, as I was going through my show notes, I did want to remind people that for the Open Cup match against Albion on Wednesday, it is not scheduled either by U.S. Soccer or by SD Oil to be televised in any way. But someone shared that Albion supposedly is streaming it. And I mean, this is their page. It's just albionsandiego.com slash slash watch hyphen live. So you might want to check if you can't make it to the match and you're looking for the game somewhere, this might be your best bet. I don't know what their plans are, or how they're planning on streaming it, because last I heard from official people that there would be no streaming of this match but that was out today so you might want to at least check it out if you can't make the match maybe there's a, a chance you will actually be able to see a stream of it if you check the albion website now u.s soccer you know the u.s soccer is just such great custodians of the game in in north america gosh they just do such a great job in like making the game accessible and 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 you know bringing in new people to watch the matches and you know these matches against these you know Albion is a is a, a pro team but um I was talking to my brother uh, he he's in San Antonio you know their their open cup match tonight was against like a semi pro team and they're starting all academy they're really starting all academy kids in that in that open match but, like these games are like fun and you have this opportunity to. Uh, kind of see an opponent, a matchup that you're not normally going to see. You would think U.S. soccer interested in growing the sport allegedly would, you know, find ways to get these games in front of fans who are not in the cities where they're taking place. But, um, you know, they must know something that we don't uh, about about managing and, and being stewards of the game in the U.S. because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like we've already got some built-in buzz with it. That the thing I've been able to do when I'm talking to people, hey, I'm going to a game Wednesday. Yeah, it's U.S. Open Cup, and I get the question marks. You know, like when you've been watching Wrexham and they played in the FA Cup. Oh, that. Yeah, you know how uh, Ted Lasso they played Richmond FC played in the FA <laughs> Cup. Oh, oh, like that. Yeah, that's we have that. There's a thing like that here. So it, it seems like it's begging to be uh, piggyback on somebody else's marketing. Come on. Just a missed, missed opportunity. I mean, they're really busy, you know, uh, making sure <laughs> MLS can sign Messi and make all the other teams pay for it. You know, they've got other things on their minds. Busy not looking for a U.S. national team coach, men's team coach. <laughs> or a sporting director. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, John, I know we have other uh, SG business to get to. I think we've covered the matches um, pregame for Saturday. Um, oh, this is going to be an early pregame. Or is it going to be like at Starbucks? Are we just going to have muffins and coffee? What's the 
Uh, well, I, I think, you know, pregame is usually still at Coronado unless you hear otherwise, and we're not having a barking lot. So plan on Coronado. Usually it's three hours-ish before kickoff, so that would be 11. Uh, we are marching in, so meet at the fountain. And again, with a march, we usually meet 25 minutes before kickoff. So since kickoff's at 2, we'll be meeting at 135 at the fountain and then marching shortly after, somewhere around 140, probably 145 at the latest to march into 109. Um, and then normal man of the match in the 70 minute that will open up and uh, O'Brien's afterwards for anybody who wants to go there. Afterwards might be some people's best opportunity since it's not super late. I usually don't go to O'Brien's because I'm just, with the other stuff I do, I'm exhausted by the time the game's over. Yeah, their kitchen might even still be open. That's yeah, that's incredible. true. <laughs> be early enough to get food, too. <laughs> so um, there's that. Um, once again, we already mentioned the uh, membership information and access to Discord. Um, if you have lingering questions about any of the topics we've touched upon about tomorrow's match or Saturday's match, uh, away trips, future away trips. Um, that is the best place to uh, read about it or ask questions. And somebody who knows will respond to you. Uh, John, what do we, what do we have to get to next? Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to our Rocket League team and the Supporters Gaming League. They made it all the way to the finals and took on a strong Viking Army team, which I believe is from New England Revolution, their supporter group. Um, but they they kind of ran away with the league. I don't think they lost a single match that they had, but we made it to the finals. A little hard to see on this graphic. Our team went down uh, two games early on to them, but then came back and won the next three. As you can see here, it's the best of seven. And then lost uh, game six and seven, three to two in both of those. So this was a team, the Viking Army, that that really kind of, from what I understand and hear from other people, kind of destroyed all the other teams. So we, we gave them a, a good run to the end. It means Viking Army is going to go up into uh, League One. And I talked with Kevin, and it's probably going to be a few more months before another season starts up again. But as soon as we get that information, we will share it on the Discord. And there's talks of the possibility of us entering two teams next time around because we had enough people for a team and then quite a few people expressed interest along the way as the team was playing. So keep an ear out for that. As soon as we know more information, we will let you know. But did want to give them a big shout out for making it all the way to the finals. Yeah, they're trying to get promoted to the uh, the Premier League of supporter Rocket League gaming. Um, that is, I'm not. It's it's funny, but like there is a another tier. I think we have. Yes. Uh, we we found out a lot about that recently on the pod. And the other thing I'd like to give a quick reminder that, and I don't have the graphic, unfortunately, but if you go in Discord, Travis Ritt, one of our members, is running in the Boston Marathon, and he's raising money for a charity, Loving Spoonfuls, and uh, he's pretty close to reaching his goal. I think last I checked, he's a little more than 75% of the way there, and the Boston Marathon's coming up on Monday, April 17th. So there's information there if you want to help him out and support his cause before he heads out to Boston to run in the Boston Marathon. 
Yeah, that's a really cool uh, thing he's doing. Um, I mean, just to run to Boston alone, that's 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 a long way. But then to to do the marathon after that, uh, hats off to him. It'll be a piece of cake after that. <laughs> Speaking of of cake, uh, Marklin, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've got going on with uh, the Bum TV cinematic universe? You are also uh, part of a new show. I am uh, coming in as co-host of Kicking It with the Locals, where we're going to spend some time talking about uh, talking to and getting to know different supporters, uh, people you may see around in the stadium day to day, and just a chance to it's all soccer related, but there's also life related too. having a chance to talk with um, different people and get to know them maybe in a way that you might not get to know them while you're mid chant standing next to them <laughs> on game day. And John, go ahead. It, I'm going to ask for your input on this as well. Well, I, I just want to let people know that like we did with Sal, we had Sal on last week and then his interview dropped on the Wednesday of last week. Um, we did an interview with Marklin last week as well. So I don't want to give too much away from that and the conversation that we had in that one. Uh, but that interview will drop tomorrow. So if you're looking for something to listen to or watch before you go to the Open Cup match, you can check that out. So we'll have Marklin's interview up there for that second episode of kicking it with the locals but the the kicking it with the locals is going to be interviewing sometimes internally you know we, we have a segment that we're calling meet a local so we get to know a little bit more about each of us because all of us have unique stories to tell um, and I think people will be interested in some of the things Marklin shared. There were some things. There were some things I've talked with you a bit, and there's some things that came out when we were doing the interview that I didn't know about. So that was uh, that was good. It was fun. Uh, we're also doing just as a quick plug here. This Thursday, we're doing a live session of kicking it with the locals. It was one of the other things we want to do is have conversations with other supporter groups. So we have at least the president of 83 United, which is one of the supporter groups for FC Tulsa. Um, he's gonna be on, Steve is his name. He's gonna be on with uh, Marklin and Sal and maybe a few other people from 83 United and maybe some other people from the locals. We're not sure just yet on, on the final makeup of it, but we're just gonna sit around and have a chat about supporter group and supporter group culture and find out a little bit about some of the other supporter groups, what they do, what do they do in the community, what are some of their traditions, kind of go beyond the soccer conversation because we know we're having a game against each other this weekend coming up, but just to find out a little bit more about uh, what's it like being a supporter in Tulsa for FC Tulsa and see what we can learn from each other. So I'm really thankful for Sal and Marklin both for kind of taking the lead on this and, and they're going to take the lead on the show on Thursday. And I look forward to a, a really good productive conversation between our two supporter groups. And it's cool that we're going to have a chance to connect as soccer fans and see how our experience 
of soccer culture and soccer fan culture lines up. So more than really a technical analysis, it's like, well, it, maybe we'll get some good ideas from them. Maybe we'll start seeing right. some, seeing some commonalities and we're going to still go full noise at them. Between the whistles, you know, the, the game starts, it's, it's on. And after before and after the game, we're all soccer fans. And it, it if we can understand each other and get to know each other, it, it's a it's a fun, fun thing. I, I will do a little thing that I talked about in in the interview and talking about the away game at, at New Mexico. And one of my highlights from that, it was amazing that whole trip. But being able to connect with the different uh, supporters groups pregame, and they were all so welcoming, and it was so cool getting to know them. And they gave it to us they're really going at us and yelling at us for being San Diego fans. But at the same time here, have a beer here. Uh, oh, would you like some tacos? Oh, here, here's some more food and really connecting, uh, sharing stories, getting to know them. So um, seeing, you know, and wow, having a, a real official tailgate, that was super cool. Um, so seeing that from a, a perspective of a set of fans from a different team and having conversations around that. Um, what, what do we bring as locals? What do, uh, as, as loyal fans, what do they bring with whatever supporter group they're coming with? And it, I'm looking forward to those conversations. Yeah. What's supporter culture like in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma? <clears throat> it's a place that I think, most of us uh, would associate with like football or baseball in a baseball stadium. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it can't be easy like to be a soccer fan in a place that maybe doesn't value the sport as much as other places do. I mean, San Diego doesn't have a soccer specific stadium either, but, um, you know, it, it, it can't be easy. And it kind of just speaks to their love and dedication to to make it happen and um yeah that will be super interesting looking forward to that all right john i think we've got all of the business out of the way there will be yep, I, I think that's everything locals only lounge now i will say this name is a little misleading because you don't have to be a member of the locals to tune into the lounge like we prefer it um but there's no uh there's no sign in it will be streamed um, on YouTube and available in your podcast feed, uh, along with all of the locals uh, content that is um, underway this season. Uh, lots of good stuff coming, including um, the uh, the analysis show, uh, the interview show, um, this one, and of course the lounge. So, um, did I miss any, John? Is that all of them? Uh, just the locals' last call. Which, since we nope. have a match tomorrow the night, we're going to get another post-match show with Dylan and Max. So all of that um, in the same place, same podcast feed, same YouTube channel. Uh, so please uh, like and subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, you can, you know, uh, you can choose the YouTube numbers. You can watch it on different browsers. Let's get these numbers up, uh, multiple Gmail accounts. Let's get those subs up. 
Uh, I am not trying to game any systems or get us banned from any platforms by encouraging any nefarious behavior, but you know, every little bit helps. If you have any questions, you can always see me offline and I can give you some, some uh, tips and tricks. And Andrew, you mentioned uh, you don't have to be a member to participate and watch and join this. And the, it's really easy to become a member. There's different membership lay levels. So the barrier to membership is very, very low. It's actually on the floor. It is free. <laughs> Get it's in the discord. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Markman, where can people find you? Um, I'm on the socials, Marklin Music. Um, that would be my website, but uh, Twitter, Insta, that stuff. Uh, my name, like, uh, is in the wherever that. There it is. There. Um, where am I pointing? Um, Marklin Music, M-U-S-I-C, and that's. Uh, I'm a musician. We're going to talk about that a little bit in in the interview, uh, and. That's how to contact me. I have also a lot of loyal content that I do. Like, it's awesome. part of my passion. Awesome. And John, where can people find you, sir? Uh, best place is Discord at John Cross. All right. Get on that Discord. Connect with John. If you got ideas, um, feedback about this show or any show, um, please let us know. We, you know, we we make this stuff for you, for y'all, for the viewer and the listener. Um, let us know what what you think. What, what um, there's something we could do better, something that we're missing, that you want to hear or know about. Uh, please tell us because if you don't, then we don't know. Um, I'm Andrew Dyer. I'm on Twitter at Andrew P Dyer, and um, of course on Discord under my name. But um, we will be back in about five minutes for the lounge. Thank you so much, everyone.